Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. Tilling up every inch of land in the state, except Lambeau Field. That there's consecrated ground. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. 546 on a Tuesday morning. Everybody waking up with uh, fairly decent temperatures for this time in February. Lacrosse clear in 32. Mauston clear in 28. Beaver Dam clear in 27. Fond du Lac clear in 28. Madison at the airport clear skies 28 degrees. And time to talk commodities. It was a bloodbath yesterday on Wall Street and it trickled over to our commodities. Joining us to Point the direction for a Tuesday. John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson over in the West Bend area. Man, it was something to watch yesterday, John. They had predicted a seven-point drop before the market even opened. When I blinked, all of a sudden we were down more than a 1,000 points on Wall Street, and it didn't help our commodities. Have we plugged the holes yet this morning? Well, let's just get started with that uh, equity market first off. I mean, we are a little firmer on the future this morning, but realistically, I'm not over-optimistic uh, that things are done. Uh, when we see this type of risk-off trade, you don't take a 1,000 points out of the market and get a 100-point bounce and call that good. <laughs> uh, to me, it feels a little bit more like some back-and-fill. The market's challenging some areas, at least in terms of Dow futures uh, that we haven't seen in quite a while. Uh, we got what we call 100-day moving average down here at these levels. So if we close through there, which we did yesterday, the next target's probably another 6 to 7, maybe even another 800 points lower to my next line of support around 27,300. So things could still get very interesting in that market. Maybe we chop around here a little bit. Uh, but overall, that fear uh, factor that kind of came in the marketplace yesterday uh, definitely was a major influence. It's one of those things you just kind of walk in in the morning and look at things and just go, oh boy, here we go, here we're in for a ride today, because there's really nothing fundamentally involved. It's all about money flow and, and technical trading. Well, and more coronavirus deaths reported overnight. So to your point about we could drop another 800 points before we hit support, I see that. Uh, you know, uh, the only thing, I guess, positive that I can think of is if you're looking to invest, it's good while they're coming down. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to provide opportunities. I mean, obviously, we will get through this in time. And, and, you know, here's a market that has just been, in terms of, again, those equities overvalued. It's been on a strong run for uh, really since, you know, we broke apart last year and took off in January. Uh, so it's been due for a correction. And sometimes you need black swan events like this to get that to happen. And unfortunately, that's what's kind of coming into place. Uh, it's really interesting. You know, saw the numbers: one point seven trillion dollars of you know capital money that was lost yesterday and, and that fall. And like I said, still feels like we got a little bit more to go. Don't be shocked we see some wild swings before that happens. Uh, but uh, at least at this stage, that fear of the coronavirus slowing the global economy will weigh across all sectors. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about something closer to our uh, marrow, and that is uh, USDA outlook numbers. Uh, we're starting to really keep an eye on progress with the Brazilian harvest. Looks like they're a little off the pace compared to a year ago. Uh, what did you see in those USDA numbers last week? Well, the USDA came up with their outlook form, and now again, those are baseline projections. Basically, we know, you know one person's opinion of where we could be next year, and you know, touching on the corn market, uh, they weren't friendly. Uh, you know, we 
still have, at this stage, still have the impression that we have a high amount of corn out there, or at least enough corn out there, which has kept the market from rallying. And now they go through a projection with 94 million acres of corn to be planted and yield at 178 and a half. And those are trend line numbers there. That carryout's going to be over 2.6 million bushels next year if those numbers are realized with normal weather. So realistically, the market is looking at that at this stage and saying, you know, we will get through. And given the global competition that is out there uh, in the export markets, it, it keeps the markets very, very heavy until proven otherwise. So you realistically, I walked out of the office Friday not feeling very good about the close in the corn market and, and following, thought maybe we'd have this type of follow-through yesterday uh, anyway. And uh, so now we've kind of taken out some key support levels on the corn market as hard as it is to say, it feels like we've got about another 15 cents or so down to some key support that we very easily could take out here over the next couple of weeks. Oh, uh, when do they set uh, the prices for crop insurance, John? Doesn't doesn't something trigger pretty quick? Yeah, the, the first price is set here in February, and actually right now it's not going to be very good for either corn or beans compared to the last handful of years. Uh, the average is calculated throughout the entire month and obviously with december corn at 380 area you know it's going to bring that average down for that baseline Ugh. let's talk about dairy can we find anything good to see about dairy this morning well i want to try to be a little optimistic i mean obviously in the last couple of weeks we've been talking about concern that this market could fall apart and unfortunately it has uh you know we're still trying to get that black barrel spread down and hasn't quite made it to where it needs to yet but just the overall global concerns and you know, and realistically, this equity market has been selling off for the last seven, eight days, and it's been carried over, I think, into some of those other commodities as well. But at least yesterday, we saw the dairy market come off of its lows very nicely and more focused on probably that April contract down at 1650 window. You know, it pushed all the way down just short of 1620 yesterday. It did rally up and finish about 15, 20 cents off that low. Maybe that's a little bit of a bottoming signal. Again, obviously, I think the flow of the other markets will be a big key there. But the dairy market's now lost uh, pretty close to $2 since putting its highs in on that April contract back in January. And uh, maybe get a little bit undervalued that maybe we can find some stability in here. But, you know, again, producers, uh, you keep thinking about that longer-term picture. If there's some good value, make sure you find a way to keep a floor under it somehow, whether it's through puts or DRP. Uh, and then leave that top side open for your milk pounds. You know, so it's still a concerning market. USDA in their same outlook forum put all you know class three milk price uh, around the sixteen ninety window next year as a target, and uh, for its farm price, you know we're still a little bit above that here at this stage. Yeah, and that's uh, that sixteen ninety is a far cry from what we've been hearing from some of our Wisconsin analysts. Yeah, you know, and again, when they look at that, they're looking at that national price and the trends, and they focus in on the demand side of the equation. So we'll see where things all kind of shake out. You know, they're still looking at cow numbers that come down, but still production to stay firm, or if not even stay increased year over year. Uh, so they can use those in their calculations overall. Again, those are baseline numbers. Uh, and, you know, are they realized or not? A lot of things come into play over the next you know, 12 months or here to get that figured out. John, do you guys have like a newsletter or a daily update or something that we can tap into if we want to keep an eye on this movement? Yeah, that's one thing that we do send out. Uh, we call it it's our uh, top farmer intelligence newsletter that comes out uh, every afternoon, written by uh, myself as well as Brian Doherty, our senior market advisor. Uh, covers all the markets, uh, you know, touches on the dairy market. 
uh, subscription-based, but if somebody would like a free trial, uh, I'd love to have them give me a call at the office, and uh, we can set something up for them. Number again? 800-334-9779. Say it again. Again, that's 800-334-9779, or they could go to the website, too, and there's a spot you can actually access a free trial there. Uh, again, that's totalfarmmarketing.com, and just kind of look for our top farmer intelligence uh, links in there to get that, act, that free trial working. All right, good deal. Yeah, things are changing so fast. That's uh, critical information. We'll catch up with you next week, John. Let's hope by then we've got some good news, hey? Sounds good. Hopefully so. Yeah. All right, John. John Heinberg, he's along with us. He is a market advisor with Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. He's out of the West Bend area. And like he said, you can give him a call in the office and get some advice or sign up for their uh, top intelligent, top farm intelligencer uh, newsletter online or via a phone call. Tomorrow, like I said, Wisconsin State FFA officers join us in studio as we celebrate National FFA Week with you. It's 5.55. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.